scene every time? Is that like your thing? I mean, I guess so. It's kind of my my mo at this <laughs> point. I'm kind of setting up the cameras and doing all the things, so it it just makes sense for me. I think. I think so. Plus, I feel like I can actually like step into a space. Step into your character. Yes. Speaking of, I'm actually like, I kind of want to get Rippin on. Oh my gosh, what? On presents because I've been seeing this. You got me a present. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Here, tea. Thanks. Actually, I got you this. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I have been seeing stuff go around on, like, TikTok and Instagram about people talking about how actual, like, being present in a moment and being present in a situation is a little bit more of an art now. And it's definitely out of practice for people because we're also, like, I don't know if it's out of, like, obligation to other people and being available all the time on social media and on phones and all that kind of stuff. But, like... I feel like I've always fought for being present. I feel like mm-hmm. that's that's like one of my superpowers in a way. Like is you've, like, al- you've always worked really hard to be present is what you're saying? Or No, like I don't have to work hard at it. Oh, okay. I, it's just always been a very mm-hmm. much like a focus of mine though. Like I really enjoy myself being present. I enjoy the fact that I am present. Um, and it's interesting to see though that people feel like they aren't being present when they're being available for everybody all the time because to me i get envious of that sometimes like being able to like be the type of person that can just like have text relationships Mm. and just talk to people about things over the phone and just like Mm. be there be in conversation be funny be witty for a minute like jump in and do the thing and they're like i feel like they're doing it all do you feel like those people aren't as present you're saying the people who are able to spread more like in multiple different places aren't quite as present at least that's what I've been seeing. Okay. And so for me, like when, like if, if anybody knows me, if you're listening, like when I'm, when I'm hanging out with people, like I don't, I pretty much don't touch my phone. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to be able to be with the people that are right in front of me. Yeah. And that I think is the presence that, um, that is, that is my strength. It's like, it's, it's deep yeah. listening. It's, it's actually like trying to trying to hear what people mean rather mm. than what they're saying. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like in another age of like non-tech, you would find more companionship and community? Do you feel like tech kind of gets in the way mm. for you because it's essentially evolved in the way that we communicate and connect with other people? Are you just not as evolved? Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly. Going. No, I, that's actually a really hard question because like I don't find, and maybe this is because of technology, but like I don't find myself having many commonalities with the people that I'm around. And so that kind mm. of draws me in. I tend to be a little bit more antisocial. Having the ability to like text or not text people, but like have a podcast and mm-hmm. actually be able to talk to people and find community online. Yeah has been really beneficial for growing a space that I feel comfortable in. Mm. So I don't know that I necessarily would thrive in that. Definitely wish that things were a little bit more analog when it comes to building friendships to building friendships. Well, like, a lot of people not only just like build friendships through text, but also through like online culture. Yeah, true. Like the language that gets used is spread through online culture, you know, memes, tiktok what have you yeah yeah so that's interesting well remember whenever you and i first got married and we kind of categorized 
certain people as moment makers. Yeah. Do you remember that term? Uh-huh. Whenever we came up with that, it was like we were trying to describe people who are naturally good at, I don't know, I don't know another word for it than sh- like a shallow, like a very like level or surface level um, interaction that's like quick. It's it's quick. It's witty. It's you make that connection. It's kind of loud. And then it's like, over. like you're in and then you're out. You're in and then you're out. Yeah. And at the same time, though, I feel like over the years, you you aren't necessarily a moment maker in that sense in the way we were describing them then, but you're a very witty, quick person, I feel like. Hmm. And so to me, Thanks. I feel like you have all the capability in the world to be that kind of person, but I feel like your idea or perspective of those other people or maybe even just yourself is like maybe not as accurate as what other people are seeing. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Because we were just on a trip to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I tend to be the type where I kind of feel like people people probably forget about me as a friend when mm-hmm. I'm not texting because I'm like, well, everybody texts. Everybody does all this stuff. And so I get into this, especially now, like being outside of um, any sort of like obligated cultural space or Mm. like community space like a church or whatever or or being inside of any sort of religious institution or music industry or school i feel like it's easy to just like passively forget a relationship with me specifically because i'm just like i'm just not texting and but then i get back into but then i get back into conversations and hangs with like what we just had in chicago Mm -hmm. And I think I, for, I, I I either forget or I just like don't realize how much um, people do really, um, they really cherish being in person with each other. They really cherish the like being able to actually talk to each other and be with each other in a physical space because yeah. I, because there's some, there's depth there and there's, there, there are things that get picked right back up where they were left off. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the people that we were hanging out with, they like text and do all that stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's just been, it's been really it's been really eye-opening, though, to me to see that people feel like their ability to be present has deteriorated. I guess that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Yeah, okay. Is that like in the same way that you're saying maybe people have a different perspective of you than you have of yourself mm-hmm. where I'm like, you know, whatever. I feel like I feel like that gives me a perspective on people that I perceived to be like really good at. They're really good at texting and being present here and being present there and all that all at the same time. But to see that there's this like introspection mm. going on with people and actually being like physically present in conversation and in communities is actually a challenge for them. Yeah. Perhaps you're actually really good at something rather than you being really bad at something. That's just like a change up of like your perspective. Yeah. I I think that's why we connect though too. I feel like I consider myself a very present person as well. Yeah. And sometimes like if I have my phone, you know, it's like I'm either in all in or all out. But yeah, this weekend I like didn't have my phone at all either. And it's like it does mean a lot. And just I feel like I've personally seen things going around TikTok or Instagram as well about presence. And I think that's interesting that that's like kind of circulating. We're all like I feel like I always see topics circulate. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I just talked about that. Then that person just talked about that. And then this is, this person's on it. Now that person's on it. And, you know, 
another uh topic that we've like been hitting on lately that i feel like everyone and their mom is like also hitting on right now too is the the um feminine versus masculine energy which is yeah just interesting that like you will see that like we're all kind of like learning things collectively it's like we all have our own versions of learning them but then it's like there's always this like collective lesson Mm -hmm. as humanity like we're kind of going through well it's always just interesting to see those things circulate and come around and people um attribute them to some sort of like spiritual awakening or like Mm -hmm. when when you see it like really affect somebody Mm -hmm. and the way that they Mm -hmm. feel like they can engage with the world at a core level yeah it's just interesting to me like how much of that is manufactured through things like social media shareability Mm -hmm. and community right like is that is that just the are we at a faster paced version of what people would say was like a spiritual revelation in Mm. the past where you'd get it Mm. it'd be a little bit further between opportunities that you're going to have an engagement with somebody that's going to be deep like that or thought provoking yeah and now we just have it all the time and like is that the evolution is that a good thing or are we or are we more being manipulated by (laughs) whatever it is people are trying to like push on social media i would say it's both which keeps us exactly on par i think we have i think if we didn't have like the tech and i feel like if we lived in communities and you know, eating fresh food from the earth and like living together and all that, we would be learning less. We wouldn't have to unlearn things. Sure. As much as we have to unlearn things now and then relearn new things. So I feel like, but at the same time, if we lived without technology, then we wouldn't like learn the lessons as fast as we learn them. Yeah. Like you're saying. So I think with the unlearning we have to do now and then the learning we have to do as well, I think it honestly balances out the t- the timing. Yeah. Because like, I think at least, I mean, I don't fully know. Well, I just like, I'm, I guess this, the, the idea of like being physically present just, it just interests me so much because I feel like we're on this precipice of like, we're so technologically advanced. I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are thinking we're going to end up, you know, having meetings and work and all of that in the metaverse. I mean, that happens for people right now in this like metaverse space. And then at the same time, uh, a lot of people are deconstructing their faith and they're actually finding a lot of liberation through not being in community and not being, not being around, uh, uh, a weekly committed community that has a specific message that they're, they're going to get their spiritual awakening moment there. They're going to get their thought provoking conversation to happen in a church space. Mm -hmm. And now that people are like, because we had the pandemic where everybody had to be isolated for a while, we all are on our own and we're all engaging in such a different way with those, with those different kind of conversations. And I just feel like there's this, there's just like a rift that's kind of happening right now between a sustaining uh, relationship and conversation that you can have in person versus like, is that even necessary? Like, are we just going to shift everything to every, all of the conversations that we're having, the deep conversations and the um, communities that we're sharing? Is that all just going to be virtual now? Like, are we going to start getting all of that discovery in a different way? No, I think, I mean, we need in real life. Because you can't, like, energy isn't, like, shared the same way through technology that it is in, like, real life. 
atom to atom, molecule to molecule. Like mm. it's not the same. So we'll always need in-person stuff, I think. But also with you saying the, like we're not as much of a churched weekly gathering type people, humanity anymore. It's like we're becoming less and less. I think that goes back to my thought of like, well, everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. And no, it may not look like a church, but it may look like Saturday morning brunch with your girls. You know, like I think the idea of like meeting up once a week or seeing somebody or seeing a group of people um, being in like that gathering connection space with people is still really important. I think on an energy level. On an energetic level. So, no. I don't think it's going to be just, like, through tech. Yeah. I think you're right about the getting together with people. Because because when we are meeting in online spaces, when our community is being built, like, strictly around, like, Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. everything's kind of got receipts. What's Facebook? Well, <laughs> sorry, Midwestern boy <laughs> over here where I think Facebook's still hanging on strong. <laughs> I, I, I There's just, like... And not that that's a problem. Like, I think, I think people do need to be held accountable to a lot of the things that they say in a, in a public platform like that. But Mm -hmm. like when you're having these intense conversations that now have shifted a lot to text or they've shifted to social media spaces, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to fully commit to saying, to, to asking questions that are really uncomfortable, like that are uncomfortable to ask that real life or online online because you're like mm. there you're this is peer-reviewed exploration it, yeah existence. and and there's just a lot that i think people can um pick apart justifiably so in a lot of ways but like yeah i think having that actual in-person conversation and community that you mm. like you have people you trust and you're you have, not as cancelable in real life <laughs> well yeah i mean basically no, for real because like how else are you going to question things mm-hmm. in a safe space where like maybe you'll be judged in a constructive in a, criticism kind of way where like you're like momentary. Yeah. Or they're like, Hmm, that's interesting that you think that way. The thought itself is problematic. I can see how you got there. Maybe you can take it this way. Right. And you just, you just can't really get that online. And no. I think, I think being able to like any sort of conversations that are going to expand you and that are going to push any sort of boundaries on what we understand of the world. I, I don't know that they're going to happen on an online forum. I know it's, it is interesting because it, it like online has really brought me so much clarity and so much like curiosity. I mean, that's what we're all about is like, you know, following that curiosity and genuinely I have found so many of my questions and answers through online spaces but yeah, it, it's, it is interesting. I have thought about that, like in real life, especially, you know, we just released the Joshua Tree episode and a lot of this conversation and that conver- and that conversation, you know, I thought about our friend Alice yeah. and I remember at one point we were talking and I was like, if people talk to you in real life, <laughs> if people were in Alice's presence, having those conversations, yeah. it would have gone so differently like night and day differently it's just because like yeah i mean what she had like the article she had written up was cancelable 
right? Like people can pick different. If, if you pull it out of context, for pe- sure. People can pull things out of context. People can kind of like piece things here and there and essentially make a, what are they, scrapbook, like mm-hmm. or whatever it's called, like this sketch of like what they want you to be and look like because they can just take things from you and just like put it together and be like, oh, this is what this person is. But in real life, it's like, nobody's going to do you're that. You're seeing, not going to remember that. You're seeing that the person like yeah. you can't make that that sketchbook or that like whatever scrapbook in real life like in person you're just like experiencing it's experiencing them like then and there well and i want to like i want to add a caveat to that too like i have heard from so many people right whatever we've heard whatever we've heard about alice's um article i think the article is extremely well written i don't mm-hmm. i don't think it's actually that cancelable i think what happened was it was intentionally taken the wrong way and then when people were sent the article when they read the article when the when that piece was out in the world it already had the negative connotation from the people who were watching what you were doing and what jamie was doing and what brenda was doing and what alice was doing they were looking for to click on the article to click on the post five seconds after it went live so that Mm -hmm. they could have something to say about it yeah and i think that just gave it an immediate negative connotation i i think if you read that with just like a neutral if you read that with a neutral perspective Mm -hmm. i think it's a incredibly well-written article yeah i didn't and i and i think it is really helpful for people to read if you're not reading prejudice into it I didn't mean her words. I just mean the the mode of communication, the like the form, right? That that the form that Alice was in, which was a blog, yeah, an article, which people treated like a dissertation. Yeah, so, well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, just the having an article. Like, the more you write, the more you show up online, the more people can pull from to create this. Again, I can't think of a perfect analogy, but like this mosaic that they want to make of you yeah so like she wrote out a well like a long thought out (laughs) thought piece (laughs) and response and the more like i said the more you put out there the more people can just like create whatever they want to yeah and it's like we've we've clearly grown in a space that's public like yeah obviously like we found so much community and 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 personal and spiritual and everything growth yeah Yeah. i mean i'm not gonna stop showing up online and um but yeah i think that is it it is interesting and i even myself so one of the things that like i used to do a lot whenever i was like specifically moving from like a religious place and i was still like interested in religion um which i'm like more interested in like culture now it's not that i like i hate religion it's not like that but i was like genuinely interested for a while and I would ask questions on uh, like I would post it as a caption and I would just be like, was Jesus gay? <laughs> you know, sure. I would say things like that. I'm like, is God a woman? Like whatever. And that was like part of like my captions. And that would be like, ooh, hot take. And it's it's true because I did have a lot of like conservative following at the beginning. But as I kept growing, it ended up being a very safe space to ask those questions. Yeah. Then it gets to the point whenever you're growing and you're evolving, you create a community around certain questions that you ask. But then, like we talked about kind of before, you can kind of get into a place where 
then there's other questions that like people are like offended that you ask. It's like you, they're constantly, if you keep yeah. evolving, keep asking questions, like eventually somebody's going to get mad. If you keep asking interesting questions, if you keep following your curiosity, eventually someone might get mad. Yeah. And I think that's very normal. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of things within the sociopolitical world that I feel like I have stopped myself from publicly asking questions. I share my thought pieces now on like, you know, being indigenous because like a lot of people, they can't really like not a ton of people can really come up against what I'm saying because it's like a personal experience as well. Like I've yeah. shared a lot more of my experiences rather than my questions in the yeah. past couple, like cu past year or so, um, because a lot of my questions now like are, you know, are super like hot takes, you know, and they're super like would get people really riled up and i've just considered like who who am i willing to potentially isolate mm. within the questions that i have when i'm i have genuine like curiosity curiosity about yeah. it because i'm not asking from a place of wanting something to be right or wrong i'm just like genuinely having questions and wanting to have dialogue and like back and forth but it's it gets scarier than again the more you show up online the more people have opinions and like you know are going to be yeah you're going to be like more cancelable well that's why i'm like i'm so glad that you guys found community i mean and i know like our our community and our family now is like, we still all live States away from each other. It's mm -hmm. still all very much like we're remote friends and family, but yeah. like, but I'm so glad that you bonded together in the time that you did because, because you guys were all ready to expand. I, I yeah. think, I think you guys needed to be a safe place for each other to be able to like express your feelings from the fallout of all that was yeah. But more than anything, I think you just, you all were celebrating liberation. Like yeah. you were all. You're speaking of the Joshua Tree thing. I yeah. Think. Yeah. The Joshua Tree experience. Yeah. And, and at the back end of it, like, I think in a roundabout way, you guys have all been able to um, pursue the freedom that mm. that, that that gave you. Yeah. One of the best things I think that I did for myself over the past year has been to admit to myself and to say freely that I'm not an active activist online. Like I'm not an activist online. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be. I want to do the work in my real life. And I also don't want to be hate scrolling or pain posting and I know there's a lot of messed up shit that's going on and there's a lot to care about and I care about a lot of things but I don't I used to find it so necessary to share the squares and repost all the things and I don't know it's just a, I felt like my social media and online presence was a lot of like this is bad. This sucks. It was like an extended billboard for like 
or bulletin board for like everything wrong sta- that was happening in the world. Yeah, and who you stand for or against. And it was like, you know what? At the end of the day, like some of that isn't anybody's business. But also, like I said in the trailer, like you don't have to be allowed to be heard. Like so a lot of the best work that we do in like as human beings, hopefully is done in person in person in real life behind closed doors like put your money where your mouth is donate to the thing yes like share like spread spread the word if it's like a you know something that means that much to if you it would but, benefit from that but i don't think all of us can be as equally like moved by everything well and i've found that you post more empowerment and inspiration like yeah people also need that like every instagram that you follow doesn't have to be something that's just resharing the same article for that's the eighth true. time that's true. like i feel like what you've done is you highlight people that you have community with that you see yeah, yeah i have evolved even the way i show up online well and, like, yeah. and like people that are activists and like say one of mm. one of your friends or somebody that you follow on instagram yeah. posts a lot about really dope activist stuff mm-hmm. and then they post a selfie where they're just like feeling good for the day and you're like resharing their joy yeah which points people to more people who are able to be in their joy and also pointing them toward people who share and who help much, proliferate activism and who are much smarter in that area that actually know where it's coming from i am kind of over sharing i'm like over it like not over sharing but like i'm over sharing things that i don't like know a lot about yeah like that i think has been important for me to like step into integrity in that way as well um mm. and yeah i think it's interesting i feel like even i have it's not like i was untrue to myself back then when i used to like share a lot of infographics and all that stuff that was true to who i am now but or who i was then but now i do like to share more like my community and the people who are like living their best lives and some of it is like i don't know some of it is activist stuff and but some of it's not yeah i think like mixing it mixing it in i've also been following accounts and listening to podcasts and watching people who i don't 100 percent agree with um but i'll like agree with something that they said and i like to figure i'm like how did they but how do they think all these other thoughts yeah if i agree with this one thing you're like i may agree with their logic like the to way how they got to the idea that you do agree with exactly like the way their brain thinks actually going back to alice um so she and i are the way our brains work apparently are very similar mm-hmm so to anyone who likes this kind of stuff, we're both INTJs, Smyers Briggs, and on Enneagram we're both five wing six and astrology, we both are Capricorn moons. So like it's all function. Like that is like brain, the way you feel about things, like mm-hmm. we're very similar. Alice and I are actually very, very similar. I think one of the things that like we communicated to each other pretty early on is um well something I sent her, I said I love your functions. <laughs> I, I like the way her brain works. I like yeah. the way it like moves through things. I don't agree with everything that she thinks, but I like the way she like kind of navigates. And I'm finding that that's more interesting to me now is like figuring out or aligning with someone in the way their brain asks questions, yeah. not the conclusions they come to. Mm. That is so important. And I think that's been very like, 
yeah, it's been an important aspect to me and how I build my friendships as well. Um, because we're all, you know, put in these situations, whether it's been in church or whether it's been in schools or sports, whatever you, we're all kind of thrown into situations where there's something that you like align with. And then it's like, Oh, we all love soccer. Oh, we all love this. Or we all love youth group. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe not, but whatever. It's like, there's always like a common theme. And to me, I don't think we've put nearly enough emphasis on functions the way we function or the way we think is similar the way you know the way we process well i think it 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 bolsters your own way of thinking like for you like i've seen you go back and forth with alice Mm -hmm. and being validated in the process with which you take or the process that you take to get to the ideas that you form Mm -hmm. being validated in that system and in that process and be like oh you know what this is actually really good. This is this works really well. Mm. I think it's I think this is a really valid way of of um working through complex situations. Mm-hmm. To see that gives you confidence to work through your mm. own questions and honestly it becomes the fuel for your own advocacy. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that we do, the growth that we've achieved in the last like 3 years mm-hmm. would would not be possible on our own like and it wouldn't even be possible if we surrounded ourselves with people we agreed with Mm -hmm. because growth requires discomfort in some ways where it's like we you had to push me sometimes i had to push you sometimes we needed outside people who were like way far off in the left field or were like staunch right field like whatever it was to be able to like have a little bit of um like guidelines to say like okay well where do i align with that okay i'm not over there i'm over here actually yeah but now i'm not right here i'm right here yeah and and to be able to like bounce off of people like that in the community and align over um critical thinking and to Mm -hmm. align over uh the way that you're you're actually perceiving and processing Mm -hmm. the situations that you're in i feel like that just it builds your confidence and, and it yeah. gives you a little bit more, um, it gives you a little bit better idea of what it is you truly do believe. It's definitely not easy because it's so much easier to just like kind of fit into a group and just like blindly agree and go along with stuff. Especially, I think we've talked about this before, I think, but for me, like the way I, the way I work, it, it is much easier for me to just like become robotic just to think like other people but then like yeah it 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 took hard work Mm -hmm. truly to develop the skill of making up my own mind and deciding things for myself and having you know not like intuition and like following that nowadays i feel like if there's like any advice i have as far as like well how do i develop that skill of like finding people that i'm maybe don't necessarily agree with all the time how do i still entertain their thoughts Mm -hmm. like how do i do that and i think i think you can start with or maybe i don't know if this is like a middle beginning or an end for this like process for you whoever you are but i genuinely enjoy when i find a new account that i'm like oh that was really interesting i really liked that infographic or i really liked the their quote or their caption or whatever and then, like, sometimes I get really obsessed because I'm like, oh, I love the way they think. Ooh, and I go on a deep dive. 
sometimes I'll go in and I actually look for something I disagree with mm. because it's easy for me to idolize people. I just, I don't know if that's everyone, but it's easy for me to be like, oh my God, this person is the one who thinks right. You know, I, I, I have that tendency to, to go that way. Mm-hmm. And it's been a real practice and really just like a discipline for me to go in with that mindset of being like, I really love this person. I think they think so cool. Now, where, where do we differ? Like, where do we disagree? Yeah. And then vice versa. You could do that too. You're like, this person is terrible. I hate everything they, <laughs> they think. Um, and then finding something you agree on. I feel like that's way harder. So I don't sure don't necessarily recommend that, but I've done that as well. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit more difficult because you don't want to necessarily advocate for somebody who has a lot of bad opinions. Exactly. And exactly. so there's like a, there's like that fine line there. But and I think I'm, it's not even necessarily bad opinions, though. But it's like like there was a, this podcast that I listened to that I was like, these girls are really harsh. Yeah. And they just say things and they just throw it out there and they don't give one single shit how it comes across. Like you can tell. But I need I need that. Like I need to listen to that. I don't. Uh, so for me, it's not about let me listen to your opinions. I just for me, it was a practice of being like, how did these two women <laughs> just just say just it. fucking say it and just say things? And I'm like, holy shit, who allowed you to like who <laughs> let yourself say that? Like you just did that. Yeah. Like they weren't. Tra- you can tell they're not trying to please any side or anybody. They're just like saying shit. And I'm like, well, and that's how we were when we were kids. Like. How do you do that? Oh, I definitely did. I know you were for sure. I mean, I was a bit of a people pleaser at times, but like, I feel like when, when we were younger, like you did that, you had people you disagreed with, you'd get in a fight at the playground and then you'd make up and find the thing that you agree about or the thing that you want to do together or the like, whatever. I feel like it wasn't, you weren't so socially obligated to pick the people that you surround yourself with by some sort of like mutual doctrine yeah like you could you could actually just like be friends with joe down the street and everybody's like oh that guy's mean and he does x y and z and you're like yeah but like we just hang we just do this one thing we together just play video games together this is the one thing that we do together no i'm never around him when he's angry or when he's hungry i'm <laughs> like no i'm never whatever but you're like yeah right but yeah like for me yeah i had a friend like that even as a kid yeah i had a friend who I just played dress up with. Like if we ever played like house and stuff like that, she was really bossy. And I was like, I don't want to be bossed around. So I would never play house with her. I would like, we would only do dress up and then we'd get ready. And then yeah. that was that. So yeah. like, you can have different friendships where you have certain things that you do together or you talk about together. Or And you would also just like disagree. Like if you just, True. I mean, I don't even know if I could consider it disagreeing because I would just be like, what? <laughs> or, or like, no, that's not what XYZ told me. Like, that's not what my parents say. Yeah. Or like, you know, whatever. As a right. kid, I feel like we were just so bold to just to just say, say the things, the things that we, the things that came to our minds. I can't even say necessarily the things that we believed, but the things that came to our minds. Right. And I think it just kept us so honest. Yeah. It, do, you, do you think that like your honest kid self would like who you are now and who you're married to? <laughs> I mean, of course. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think. But like, honestly, like, would you? I think my you? younger self would be. I mean, I guess it depends on what what season I'm thinking of. But like, when I was a people pleaser, 
Mm. I all I ever wanted to be was somebody who had opinions and stood behind them and advocated for mm. good and advocated for um people that I believed were being hurt or marginalized like to be able to stand in that and say now that like I know I do that yeah I would be so proud of me I would I mean I I am my younger self is so proud of who I am now when I was like a kid kid I think I was more authentic yeah I think um and maybe this is just you know rose-colored glasses looking back but I now I am always thinking about how I exist in the world, hmm. which has been for good for a lot of advocacy. And it's been yeah. good for a lot of like that. But like, I'm kind of tired of holding up? myself in the world in, a, in the way that I think I need to be holding myself in the world. Hmm. Like I just used to be, I just used to like relax. I just used to like play and say things and hang out with whoever. And I didn't really care the ramifications. And I think that's different now. Do you think it's like how you show up or how you're perceived? No, I think it's how I, well, it's how I perceive myself. Uh-huh. So I don't know which one that counts as, but yeah, like I don't, it's not necessarily about anybody else because if it's about anybody else, I think I'm proud of me. Yeah. If it's about, if it's, if it's about how I live with myself, mm-hmm. I used to like being in my own head a lot more. Mm-hmm. I used to really enjoy my quiet time to just be with me and my thoughts. And now that that's not exactly the case. I can find myself um, like a little disappointed. No, just disappointed in my own inability to let myself just be. Just be. Just be like just stop holding my face a certain way in public. Stop. You know. How do you hold your face? Oh, I I don't know. It's just one of those developed things. But I feel I, like I've recently like noticing i hold my face a certain way yeah as well i just like i think there's just so many things now that super that feel superficial in my the kid in me knows i'm faking it Hmm. and it's not like an imposter syndrome type thing i just think there's like a kid in me that's like you're good enough like you don't have to like be do a thing yeah you don't like have to do a thing like you're good yeah um but but at the same time it's like constantly being constantly being shut down and told that no you little tiny human are not good enough we need mm-hmm. to be this thing in the world i think that's that's a that's a hard um that's a hard dynamic did you have that as a kid you're saying like i i the, i the d- dynamic i developed it when i was a l- probably more like preteen yeah but i don't know up until i was like nine or ten i think i was pretty just confident out there aren't we all like i mean most of us rolling around in the dirt till we're about 11 climbing trees don't care if i get hurt like Like, talking to people asking if i can just go be friends with somebody like just going up to somebody and being like can we be friends (laughs) like i feel like it's that directness that i that i don't have anymore or that i haven't practiced in a long time i feel like you're in your Saturn return right now. So am I. Astrology people. You would love that. And I feel like after your Saturn returns, like you just become so much like there. there's so much more ease that comes so when, like in your 30s. Right. Yeah. So you're t- how old are you now? 27. 27. 
Yeah. Still in the like we're still in the pendulum swing phase of our life. And I feel like I'm exiting that like I'm slowly coming out of that mm-hmm. like harsh black and white views and you have there's seasons for that that's literally what your 20s are for because it's like it helps you develop period your identity and like what you think and all of that and i think in your 30s is where you go back to maybe like that younger self where you're just like can we be friends Mm -hmm. do you want to be friends and where that silly play comes back and back back into play that silliness comes into play you know and i feel like yeah so i mean how about you how about your younger self i think she would be pretty proud yeah i think she thought she was gonna be like balling out a little bit more because i like i'm really a dedicated person very disciplined yeah and i thought i was gonna be like business owner like i thought there i thought there was gonna be an aspect of like the fact that like i'm a photographer and a writer and like I have all these just different amazing jobs that I have radio host, like our podcast host, all that stuff. And I love it. But I thought, I thought there was going to be like a streamline where it's like, I don't have to worry about money. Like I don't have to worry about this. Cause I got a business. Yeah. Like I'm just yep. like a businesswoman. I feel like that's the one aspect. You're like, I'm ready to put in the work that it takes to like and make I have, the money. But I, I have, I've yeah. already had multiple careers. Yeah. I like the whole music career that I had, like I did it. I climbed that ladder and I got there and that was Christian music. And then it's like, I won an award, but there wasn't like, there wasn't a business that followed me after that. It was like, mm-hmm. it was a capsule yeah. of my life. Yeah. And then it was like completely gone and start over again. Yeah. And I thought I would have had a streamline from like 13 years old to now I'm be- I'm 29. I thought I was, I thought I was going to have built something along that way. And yeah. I keep building and it's crumbled and I built and then it crumbles. And so, and there's, I'm it's, I have no regrets, but I do feel like that's the one area of my life that younger me would be like, um, don't you like have employees? <laughs> like, don't you like <laughs> have a big building you work in? You know, like things like that, which yeah. things ebb and flow as well. But other than that, like I think my personhood and like who I am and the way I think, I think younger me would be really, really proud yeah like really proud that i've like i've always fought for myself and i've always fought for myself to uh, i just look into more things like of who i am as a human being i feel like jamie gives me some of that inspiration she like seeing her journey for the last like couple months has Mm -hmm. given me some incredible inspiration to just like just like be exactly what you want to be no matter mm-hmm. what you thought of it before no matter like mm-hmm, even what mm-hmm. you think of it while you're doing it mm-hmm. just like if you're happy be there mm-hmm. if your body's good just be there exactly and so like just seeing just seeing her life right now and being able to like be in her circle and be able to like yeah. engage in conversation with her i think is so meaningful to me right now yeah um it's important to see friends go through evolutions yeah to surround yourself with people who who are evolving as well and people who are like reclaiming like the word that comes straight to my mind is autonomy but that that it doesn't it doesn't feel quite right that feels too isolationist but like to be claiming here-ness yeah like just all i can say is just being like i feel like that's back to presence back to presence just be and it's like i feel like interesting that you 
I find that as a strength of mine. Yeah, yet you still But it's practiced presence, I think. I think it's your greatest strength, you said at the beginning of the conversation, yet it's the thing that you have the hardest time doing with yourself. It's the it's the thing that I have the hardest time doing passively. I think I'm Mm. good at being present because I'm aware. It's an active thing for you. It's an active thing for me. And Mm -hmm. I think that I think the just being that I crave right now is to just stop Hmm. feeling like i need to be aware of everything you're really yeah you're really present when you're around other people but when you're by yourself you're like not as present no i'm trying to escape interesting i love how you're opening up and sharing me too because i feel like you too well i feel like you you've always been pretty open i'm starting to get there but and i think you're opening up in a different way yeah i don't i don't think it's like oh i've always been so present yeah i'm so good i i i don't or open i don't think it's like that i just mean i did have my seasons when we're coming up talking about the podcast but like i had my seasons of telling my story and like Mm -hmm. talking it out loud and like working through it verbally yeah and publicly like i i did that and i'm still doing that technically with the podcast but i feel like now is your time it's it's funny that you say that too and i almost forgot to like bring this up but um I was listening through our podcast today yeah. as it came out. And I did too, <laughs> which I never do. I know. Same. Well, I mean, it was spicy. Spicy. Um, I was listening to myself and I was like correcting the words that I was using. I didn't, I didn't quite have the vernacular. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't quite have the words that I wanted when I wanted them Yeah, when we were talking last time, but I feel like what i was saying was what i wanted to say Mm. so it's like hearing myself stumble over my own words and 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 grasp for something that just was not coming to me and just getting dirty like getting down and dirty and just finding the easiest word to communicate what it is that i that i needed to get across yeah it felt gross at first and i hated it yeah and now like once i got to the end of it i was like oh wow i made it through and i was okay yeah. I, there's nobody in the comments anywhere being like he said He's an this idiot. word too many times how many times are you gonna say opinion or like whatever it is yeah like i just it, i got through it and it was good and yep. i was like you know what what i said maybe not the best the meaning of what i was trying to convey great i know i totally understand. i'm so glad i was able to i'm so glad i was able to get it out into the world i'm so glad too Trust me, because if I was always waiting for the right word, I don't think I would ever say anything. Well, this is why I don't text, because that's all I can do when I'm texting. Is I have to find think the, right, the word. right word. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job. Thanks. Okay, you guys. Well, this has been episode four. Hope you guys have been enjoying. If you've been watching online on YouTube and on Spotify, um, it's it has been cool to be out there and... Our dog is in every video pretty much. Yeah, I so hope you like patchouli. Hope you've enjoyed this she's situation. Here. Pointing at her right now. <laughs> stretching on my lap. We post on our Instagram too. So um, follow us at deconstruct.pod. Yeah, we got some really great stuff coming out on there. Like it's I'm true. so I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of the clips that you're cutting. I'm so proud of the graphics I'm making. We asked. Yes, yeah, so we were asked. Uh, oh, you weren't around. Who like was the editor and like who like does the, our stuff? And I was like, oh, um us it's we we the team the team the team (laughs) (laughs) go blue go blue um 
Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Please keep up with us online. We would love to chat with you. Um, and as always, we love you. Until next time. Bye. Bye.